Hello and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is about the book How to Stop Time by Matt Haig. If you've been keeping up with these podcast episodes, then you'll know that a couple weeks ago, I did a review on another one of Haig's books titled The Midnight Library. But today I'll be talking about How to Stop Time, which actually came out before The Midnight Library. The Midnight Library came out in early 2020 and has been hugely popular ever since. But this book, How to Stop Time, actually came out three years prior in 2017. And I don't know about you, but I remember seeing people post about this book on social media around the time it came out, and I remember people liking it, but I don't remember it getting quite the same amount of praise as The Midnight Library. And it's a shame because I actually like this book a lot better. Don't get me wrong, The Midnight Library was an enjoyable read, and I gave it around three stars. If you want, you can actually go back and listen to that episode too. But I thought this book was even better, and one that I'd give four out of five stars. But before jumping into this review any further, if you're unfamiliar with this book, I'll give you the rundown. It's about a man named Tom Hazard who's been alive for hundreds of years. He has a rare genetic disorder that prevents him from aging normally. So while he does age, like everyone else, it happens much slower. And when he falls in love with Rose, a normal woman who will live and die just like everyone else, it threatens to derail his life. Firstly, I have to say I'm a huge fan of the overall premise. I thought it was really interesting and original, and after finishing the book, it definitely lived up to my expectations and even surpassed them a little bit. It combines world history with a little sci-fi, a tiny bit of romance, nothing over the top, and some adventure. And it's because of this combination, I feel like it made this book accessible and appealing to a really wide range of readers. I know that if you're judging this book based solely on the cover and the description, it looks like it's geared towards female readers, which I feel like tends to be how a lot of Matt Haig's books are marketed. And not to be stereotypical here, but I think that tends to put off a lot of male readers. I know that's not true for everyone, but I would guess that the female readership probably outweighs the male readers by a little bit. And I get why. Like I said, the description of the books with the cover art kind of lends itself to this. And that might have been your impression with this book too. But one of the biggest reasons I enjoyed this book so much was because I actually felt like it fell right in the middle of being both for male and female readers. Personally, I think it struck just the right balance between the action and adventure and the romance and emotion so that men and women would enjoy this equally which is really rare and hard to do. I'm definitely generalizing here, but I feel like most fiction books fall into two very separate, very defined categories, which is really frustrating. While fiction books that are marketed towards men always center around war, science fiction with zero emotion, and God forbid any romance, on the flip side, books that are for women center exclusively around a romantic storyline that's often really over the top and cringy, with zero action, adventure, or anything of substance. 
but books that are able to include a little bit of everything and wrap it all up in a really interesting story while also being well-written are the books that end up being really successful because they appeal to everyone. And in addition to this, I felt like this book was also for readers in a wide age range. Personally, I got the impression that The Midnight Library was geared predominantly towards young adult and maybe even teen readers. Don't get me wrong, adults are also reading it and loving it too, but as an adult myself, I just felt that this book, How to Stop Time, was a little bit more appealing to everyone from young adult to adult, if that makes sense. That being said, this book is great for anyone who also loves The Curious Case of Benjamin Button and The Time Traveler's Wife. If you've read either one of these or seen the films, then I think you'll have a good idea of the overall vibe and what to expect from this book. And just like these two books, which were turned into movies, How to Stop Time is also being turned into a movie, starring Benedict Cumberbatch as Tom Hazard. And it's also being written for the screen by Anthony McCartan, who wrote The Theory of Everything, which was the movie about Stephen Hawking that came out in 2014. So there are a lot of heavy hitters behind this film. However, with COVID, I don't know how long it'll be until they can start production, but I'm really looking forward to it whenever it does manage to hit the big screen. But back to the book itself, although I really enjoyed this book, some additional things to expect would be that the dialogue does tend to be on the emotional side. But if you've read The Midnight Library, then you'll know this kind of tends to be Hag's MO. And overall, the book is a little heavier on the dialogue in general rather than the plot. And I also found it to be a little heavy on the name dropping in regards to historical figures. And what I mean by that is because Tom Hazard has been alive for hundreds of years, he's encountered or come to know a ton of famous historical figures like Shakespeare, F. Scott Fitzgerald, people like that. And as an art history major myself with an emphasis on the history, I really loved this. But at times it did feel like it was a little bit much with the name dropping, like He's trying a little hard and making it a little too obvious with this aspect of the story. But on the flip side, however, it also showed how well-researched this book was. You can tell there was definitely work put into including major historical events and figures and what that would have been like had someone lived alongside them and gotten to know them. But it's also because of this, the story did feel a bit condensed. I actually would have loved to have read this as a series. I think it would have been great to really flesh out the life that Tom Hazard has lived up to this point, and to even see how it would have continued after this book. Granted, I'm really impressed with how much Matt Haig did manage to fit into this book, but I actually think this would have been really interesting as multiple books. But that's just my opinion. Overall, this was a really enjoyable, light fiction read, so if you're interested in this book or just needing a little more escapism and entertainment yourself, I would definitely recommend this. But it's on that note that I'm going to end this episode here. I hope you all enjoyed this review. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to rate and review on iTunes, follow on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books, and keep your eyes peeled for the next review. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like the show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books. 